0: Mark A. Altman, Darren Doctorman, Ashley Edward Miller. Three fans who
1: became professionals and then became Trexperts.
0: Inglorious Trexperts. Listen wherever you
2: find podcasts or go to trexpertsplus.com. Hey, this is Mark Altman of Inglorious Trexperts and the 430 movie. And if you're a fan of our podcast, you don't want to miss Deck 78. Available now by subscribing at trexpertsplus.com. This is a bonus podcast full of great discussions about popular culture, film, and television. Here's a sneak peek. Um, Shatner is a guest star in one of the episodes. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the villains, right? Uh, yes. And Roy freaked out because he didn't want to the association between Sequest and Star Trek. Oh, oh,
3: man. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, look, for me, Shatter's one of the great damn actors of all time. Of course. You know, he's just spectacular to watch. And you should be pleased he's here. He's not playing Captain Kirk. You know, but uh, it was, you know, you had to placate that. And then the earthquake, uh, that big uh, Northridge earthquake. Yeah. You know. It shut us down for a couple of days. We came back and... We're shooting, uh, we're setting up to shoot on, on stage and somebody hits the lights for the production and there's stuff floating in the air. You know, the big particles of whatever. I don't know what it is. And then the, the door stage door opens and guys in hazmat suits come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, I, and I, they won't tell me what they're looking for. Oh, everything's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why are you in that suit? Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call Tom there, and they won't put me through to him. So I shut down the show for the day. I said, we're done. We're going to stop for the day because I'm not going to be a part of poisoning everybody here. Mm-hmm. And I got called on the carpet for that. Said, you guys should be giving me an award for this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to get cancer. I cleared the place. But it uh, it was an interesting experience.
2: It's, I remember it, being on the junket for it, and uh, they we made a big deal out of, this isn't science fiction. This is science fact. And, you know, <laughs> basically, and, and, uh, and uh, Roy is, um, he's like Jack Cousteau. <laughs> it's like, what? do well, Roy was <laughs> we in the debate. And we, you know, I, we
3: try to. You know, sort of feather that at the end of the show with uh, Bob Ballard saying, you know, yeah. thirty seconds on something that actually means something, <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, uh, there were people on the show couldn't stand having him there. We're not, we're not doing public television. This is an educational. Uh, it's it, it, you know
0: the battles yeah. it, it's a, it's a sad thing that uh, that Scheider was uh, was. Uh, Leery of uh, being on TV because that now that stigma doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But you know, it was, it, was huge it was back then. Oh, I know, yeah. I know it was. But, uh, you know, huge actors are doing TV now. Yeah, and De Niro uh, just announced yeah. as,
2: uh, was announced as a lead in a Netflix series. Yeah. Did, but that's, that's work with- new shows debuting yeah. did, did you oh deal God. with um, Spielberg at all? Did he know he had this TV show on the air? Like, was he uh, ever involved? Yeah, I, I, I didn't deal with him much. He was in Poland. He came back. He was, uh, he devoted some time to
3: us a little bit, but not yeah. to the degree you you, you would like. Um, right. I remember the first time he came into the writer's room and we're talking, and he's
0: staring at Bob Ingalls. <laughs> he said, you were in the show last
2: night. <laughs> <laughs> so he was watching it. That's good. So it wasn't commensurate with what he was getting paid. <laughs> no, But you know what?
3: He He's
2: a guy who, it's, it's hard to argue with
3: him, because he, he literally knows everything about yeah. yeah. He just does. I mean, it's a compendium of, of knowledge that Maybe Scorsese knows more. I don't know, but were maybe. there
0: were there ever any edicts to shoot on location in the dive restaurant in Century
2: City? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg and Cassidy's no, restaurant. Didn't that didn't happen. They, uh, That's <laughs> really funny. good fries. Yeah. Um, did we? And then and then Roy had had enough, and and Michael Ironside comes in for the last season. Were you? I had you had favorite. enough? I, 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 I was just
3: there for the first... I, I was there for the first season. I moved it to Florida and ended the second I, season and then I, I went off to do other things. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it, I felt like the people at... Uh, I'm I'm guessing Amblin, uh, the executives, insisted on doing the show so they could walk to the set from uh, the Amblin offices. Sure. It should... They had a great facility in Florida that wasn't being used. It had... All the things you want in a show about being underwater that you could access within ten minutes of where you are, right. certainly within the zone, and shoot underwater. There's a place called watchy. I don't know if you guys know that, but there's a mermaid show there. It's crystal clear spring waters, and they have a theater underwater with you know glass that must span thirty, forty feet and twelve right. and high, looking out onto the water. You you could have done so much there, but they didn't want to do that. You know, it was uh, it's
2: a lot of hubris on the part of a lot of people who wear suits and ties. Yeah, that happens. That's for sure. So subscribe today at com and don't miss a single episode of Deck 78. Fire the rockets. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, one of the co-hosts of Inglorious Trexperts. And if you're a Trek fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up the 50-year mission, the complete uncensored oral history of star trek it's available wherever you buy books digital or audio and speaking of books check out my new book about the making of john wick they shouldn't have killed his dog also available wherever you buy your books you see a pattern happening here well what are you waiting for get on it Welcome to the four thirty movie. This is six degrees of Star Trek week, and it's a crossover episode <laughs> with Inglorious experts You remember those great when the Love Boat would show up at Fantasy Island, Happy Days would, inv- uh, Laverne Shirley would show up on Happy Days, Big Captain Picard would show up on Deep Space just Nine.
0: Just <laughs> what? Big Bird shows up on Mr. Rogers. There you go. So this is like a
2: crossover between two great shows that taste great together. It's 430 Movie and Inglorious Trexperts. And this time we're going where no one has gone before. It's six degrees of Star Trek week. And of course, you get all your great 430 Movie hosts with double the fun. And on Monday, start Date. 74.9, I don't know. Uh, it's Stephen <laughs> Melching. It's coming through now, Con. I'm on Tuesday, on Tuesday when we got back didn't live long, with Darren <laughs> Don't tell me, Tuesday. Don't tell me how to do it, it sickens me. On Wednesday, <laughs> it's muddelicious.
4: Ashley Edward Miller. You boys are in so much trouble.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday, I've come for a piece of your action. It's March A. <laughs> hey Altman, that's me. And we're here to bring you Six Degrees of Star Trek. What does that mean? Because of course we've already done In the Shadow of Star Trek, which are shows, uh, movies that were inspired by Star Trek or um, uh, um, uh, TV shows and things like that. Or but- refer to Star Trek, right. <laughs> but today we're doing Six Degrees of Star Trek. That means it's Star Trek actors in other roles other roles that they may have, uh, we knew them as as legendary uh, uh, explorers, uh, boldly going on Star Trek. But they also boldly went into other films, some of them. <laughs> and uh, With varying and, degrees of success. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you'll see everybody six degrees away from stardom. And uh, in a way, we're all six degrees away from Star Trek. So guys... Six degrees. You know we know the Kevin Bacon thing. How do we connect Steve Melching with Star Trek? Darren, go. Uh, Six we, moves. We can <laughs> we connect
0: Steve uh, with uh, 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 with uh, liking the show a lot. And
5: <laughs>
6: uh, <laughs> 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 okay, I'll show you how this is. I did appear as an extra in Free Enterprise with William Shatner. Well, there you go. Bing! One and, move. I, and I and I've written episodes of shows with various uh, animated shows with various actors uh, from Star Trek. There you go. There you go. So, so uh, uh, Ashley Ash- Ash-
2: A- <laughs> Ashley Edward Miller wrote X Men First Class, uh, which starred uh, James McAvoy, who was in um, X Men uh, Days of Wine and Roses with uh, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> and
6: right. uh, and that that's how you oh, get no to problem. Ashley. Oh, you can get- a- Ashley Edward Miller has created a show that starred multiple stars. Yeah, Trek what the hell?
4: Are you kidding? Michael Dorn, um, Andy Robinson, Jeff Combs, uh, Anson
2: Mount, Tony Todd, uh, Tony Todd.
4: Tony? Thank you. I mean, how many degrees do you need?
2: So there you go. Oh, it's getting hot. Thanks. It's Steve. a lot of degrees. It's a lot of degrees. We're gonna need to. We're gonna need to beam out of here. Um, and then Darren. Let's see. Um, Darren worked with uh, Bob Wise on Star Trek The (laughs) Motion Picture with William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy and the rest of the cast. Okay, that's one degree. (laughs) (laughs) Historical documents. (laughs) I think we did that pretty And and Mark
0: was banned from the set for many years.
6: (laughs) 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 Only Deep Space Nine. (laughs) Only Deep Space Nine. Oh, my God. Deep Space Nine banned you? Why did they do that? Well, because if you may recall, we
2: did that cover story on... um, uh, in sci-fi universe, deep and confused. Yeah, originally, yeah, um, I like it very much. And uh, and then and Chris Gore wrote this really hateful editorial about how bad uh, Deep Space Nine was. And mm. then, of course, the whole article was talking about how great it was and how people didn't realize. And and but then they they just wanted to have nothing to do with any of us oh. <laughs> for many years. So. Anyway, I, I still remember the, you,
6: you did that great cover with uh, Frank's. Thank God it's over. No, I can't, I can't believe, believe it's over. I can't believe I can't it's, over.
2: Believe it's <laughs> over. That was that was the second issue of uh, Sci-Fi Universe. The first issue, I, I the cover was not my idea. It was this really boring Star Wars cover. But the second <coughs> issue, when nobody else cared anymore, um, I remember I was sitting it, looking through slides at Bender Goldman Helper, who was the PR firm, and I was just pulling a bunch of slides and I came across this shot of um, Franks from parallels. The one where his hair is unkempt and he has the long beard. And he's just about to die. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and look the cover line. I can't believe it's over. And uh, it was one of the great, great covers. And that was a great issue. We had our star Trek, the next generation board game, we had the seven season episode guide and uh, it was uh, it was it was terrific. I think that's when sci-fi universe really became sci-fi universe. It burned brightly for a short period of time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it burned out when it was sold without them telling me. I feel like uh, Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Don Lemon, but but uh, they uh, but they I you know, they they sold it. And then they told me after they sold it. Uh, so uh you know, I it was it was by uh, uh, Logan Roy sold it. I mean Larry Larry Flint. So uh and and I remember we were working on the issue and they said, Oh, this will be your last issue. I said, Why? Oh we sold the magazine. They sold like, them oh. and they,
6: they put Tom and Greg in charge of it. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yeah, because we're a quad. We're family quad. <laughs> the quads. Oh, oh god. my god, how great is the succession been? Oh, so funny. So good. Oh, so good. just on another, it's on another level, isn't it? <laughs> writing on that show yeah. it's just it's sensational um but star trek's very much in the zeitgeist right now we just finished a a season of uh star Trek: picard season three um which i think everyone uh on this podcast uh absolutely adored yeah
6: hell yeah. yeah very enjoyable even now after
0: finally seeing episode 10 <laughs>
2: it's been a long time uh it's been a long time since uh i think uh we could say that about a Star Trek uh, uh, thing, so uh, it's nice to uh, be excited about it again. Oh, it was so almost. great, you know.
6: Speaking of uh, you know Star Trek actors, it was just such a delight to see that cast reunited and clearly having a good time, knowing they were making a, a strong episode, you know, season of television. They all had great character moments. Uh, they got a you know great send-offs that maybe they didn't have in in the previous. Uh, previous iterations, so it was it was delightful to see them all.
2: Well, Steve, you know, there's this uh, idea that Star Trek episodes, Star Trek ca- characters, cast get typecast, right? That they're only known as these iconic characters they portrayed. Unless I guess you're Garrett Wong or somebody, nobody knows who the hell you are. But um, <laughs> but uh, but the, oh, you know the characters on the, the the characters on the important shows, the original Next <laughs> Generation. These are all people that you you could argue. Oh my God, you know do people know who they are? And yet somebody like Shatner went on and did Boston Legal, and he did uh, 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 Big Giant Head, and he did right. Rescue 911. TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker. So, um, I mean, he was you know really. Uh, well-known for variety roles. And, and certainly, uh, you could say the same with Leonard, you could say the same with a lot of these characters. So it, it's a kind of a misnomer that the cast is just uh, pigeonholed as these characters, isn't it?
6: Well, I, I think, I mean, it, it is definitely a danger when you're, when you're playing an iconic character week after week for years. It's very easy to get... Uh, you know, so closely associated with a specific character that it can be difficult to to break out uh, and difficult for, you know, producers of other properties to have the imagination to to cast them against type or, or put them in a role that's not Star Trek or, you know, mm. think that you know, I don't want to attract a Star Trek audience, you know, I want to attract, a, you know, whatever, a different audience. Yeah, well, but it's, now it's well, you know, see... Shatner
4: because he started playing Shatner.
6: <laughs> right. or or at least people's perception of Shatner.
4: So he sort of transcended Kirk and became himself, <laughs> which
2: is a very odd thing to have happen right it, it, Darren isn't uh, don't you feel that um uh, you know, also somebody like uh, um Patrick Stewart, um Star Trek really gave him the opportunity to do all these other things because, um, you know, he was a terrific actor on the stage, Royal Shakespeare Academy, Royal Shakespeare Academy, and, um, you know, then, you know, sort of was introduced to the world despite having been in I, Claudius and all these, these things. And then he's, he emerges as this, you know, really powerful star on Star Trek and then goes on and does other things. Yeah,
0: I mean it's uh, it's it's interesting because it, it all happened to him uh, later in his life. You know, he was in his uh, what early forties when uh, Next Generation started. So uh, I think it, uh, it it's it snuck up on him uh, uh, a little bit because uh, you know the the story is that uh, he didn't move out of his uh, his suitcase his basement uh, mm. for for the first season. He, he hmm. was expecting it to uh, last, uh, you know, maybe a couple months, and then he would be uh, hightailing it back home. But uh, I, I think that uh, finally he sort of uh, embraced this uh, destiny. And, you know, he, he did, uh, you know, uh, several other roles that are, that are certainly noteworthy. But I think that uh, he, is, he is forever uh, uh, branded with the, uh, the Picard uh, legend. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing.
2: Ashley, I presume that you are not going to decide on the fly. You know what you're you you have locked in what you're going to pick today. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, was it difficult to come up with this pick?
4: Um, you know what it it was, and then I realized something that the the very things that you're talking about, um, kind of the uh, the 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 limitations of some of the the casts of some of the shows, and in, in terms of just being typecast and all that other stuff, um. And what would seem to be a rather limited filmography, uh, really kind of placed this week firmly into the land of movies that are out of the box. And mm-hmm. if there's one box I know how to be in, it is the out box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, great! I can't I can't wait to uh, see what everyone picks. There's so many uh, so many great actors and and a few mediocre ones uh, that uh, are, uh, are available to you. Um, Many such journeys are possible. So um <laughs> uh, we start, as we always do, on Monday with Steve Melching, who'll kick us off.
6: Now, I know uh, Darren is is closely monitoring my pick. Uh, he shared with me before, before we started that uh, he's really worried that I'm going to so- pick his selection. Now, let me
2: just interrupt. He did not, you did not tell him what you were gonna pick. Darren no, does not know no, it. He's just no. worried that you might pick what he has in mind.
6: Yeah, so I'm keeping him in suspense a little bit, uh, drawing this out, uh, (laughs) but uh, so- You're luring him in. My pick- (laughs) You're baiting (laughs) him. My my pick is a movie- My pick is a movie that this particular Star Trek actor appeared in before uh, appearing in Star Trek. So Mm. they had not uh, yet been, had the opportunity to be typecast as a Star Trek character. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, I'll just go ahead and, and drop. Can I a clue. write it down? Yeah. Can please. I write it?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna write it down on uh sticky here? Right, let's see.
6: <laughs> there are there are a lot of, you know, I made a list. There's a you know, there's a lot of good movies and a lot of movies that I enjoy that uh, either star or or feature Star Trek actors in important supporting roles. So there's a it's a pretty pretty deep bench of, of good movies yeah, here. Okay.
2: So so anyone else want to take a I guess
6: at what Steve is gonna oh, pick? I
2: I am
4: I these two guys, I, I know it's coming out of their mouths. Go ahead, Steve.
6: <laughs> the guy in the hat killed the other guy in the hat. A writer writes, always. I'm talking about 1987's Throw Mama from the Train featuring Kate Mulgrew.
0: You've got to get it through your
1: thick head. I may be a lot of things, but I am not a killer. You don't have to blow her brains out or anything. Thank you. That takes the pressure right off. she's old. She's got a bad ticker. All you gotta do is jerk around a lot when you talk to her. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Lyft. Stop
7: it. Aaron, what the hell's going on out there? We woke
1: her up. Nothing, mama. Who's this? This is Cousin Patty. He's gonna be staying with us for a while. Isn't that nice? You don't have a cousin, Patty. You lied to me. <laughs>
6: Oh, jeez! Wow. Oh.
4: I did not wow. get that right.
2: I did not either. What was your pick, Ashley? Uh,
4: I'm not going to say because it might it be might be somebody else's pick or my pick. Okay. <laughs>
2: or you want to know? What, you know pick. what I thought you were going to pick? Yeah. Judgment at Nuremberg. Uh that was on my oh, list, okay.
6: but I, I wanted to. I, I have not recorded on my DVR. I haven't had a chance to to revisit it. I, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. I mean, it's like three hours long. Uh, and anyway, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. So Throw Mama from the Train is Thank a goodness. comedy. <laughs> it's not Darren's picks. So it's breathing <laughs> easy. Uh yeah. this movie was released in December of 1987. It actually has two Star Trek connections. So it's, you know, it stars, of course, uh Danny DeVito, who also directed the movie. It was his second uh feature film as a director. Uh co-starred uh, Billy Crystal, uh sort of at the height of Billy Crystal's stardom. Uh, it also starred uh, Anne Ramsey as the titular mama. Uh, Anne Ramsey, of course, married wife. To Logan <laughs> Ramsey, who played Proconsul uh, uh, Claudius Marcus, Marcus on *Bread and Circuses* on the uh, in classic *Star Trek*. So that's the uh, secondary *Star Trek* connection by marriage. Uh, Anne Ramsey was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for this performance, as well as a Golden Globe. Uh, Danny DeVito was nominated for a Golden Globe as Best Actor for this performance. Uh, It was uh, written by Stu Silver, who is primarily a television writer. Uh, The director of photography was Barry Sonnenfeld. Uh, who at that time had already done Blood Simple and Raising Arizona and, of course, would go on to be a, a director himself on many huge movies like uh, The Adams Family and Men in Black. I believe Darren has worked uh, with Barry. Uh, on Adams Family 2. Adams yes. Family 2. He also went on to write a delightful
2: memoir that I highly true. recommend.
6: Uh, and the music was by David Newman, who would go on to do Heather's and the, the Bill and Ted movies Hello, and, Galaxy <laughs> and, and Galaxy Quest. And Galaxy Quest. It was a modest hit when it came out. Uh, it was made for about $14 million and grossed about $58 million. Uh, it also starred Kim Greist uh, from Terry Gilliam's Brazil as right. uh, as uh, um, Billy Crystal's love interest. Or uh, Greist for the mill. <laughs> and Branford Marsalis and Rob Reiner also had small uh, supporting roles, um, and uh, it's it's a it's a movie that was pretty popular in its time in the late '80s. It's sort of faded from memory, but I've always had a fondness for it. It's a it's a dark comedy, uh, sort of based on Alfred Hitchcock's classic uh, "Strangers on a Train." Uh, uh, where in which uh, in this uh, in this movie, Billy Crystal plays a uh, frustrated novelist. He's frustrated because his ex-wife played by Kate Mulgrew stole his novel, his autobiographical novel and published it under her own name. And it became a huge bestseller and she became a celebrity author while poor Billy Crystal was consigned to uh, living in a crappy apartment and teaching a creative writing class at a community college that's filled with a bunch of uh, weirdos and misfits, including Danny DeVito. And uh, they're all just terrible amateur writers. And um, Danny DeVito lives with his overbearing mother, played by Anne Ramsey, and really wants to kill her and uh, to get her out of his life. And uh, comes to believe that uh, Billy Crystal would like Kate Mulgrew to also be murdered, but in order to uh, escape uh, being arrested for the crime, they needed to commit these murders without having a motive. So Danny DeVito takes it upon himself to travel to Hawaii to attempt to kill uh, Billy Crystal's wife, and uh, hilarity ensues. It's it's mm. it's
0: thrown up, Mama, from the strangers on a train.
2: Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, if we ever have the opportunity to interview Kate Mulgrew at one of our convention appearances, we're only going to talk to her about Throw mama from a train. We're not going to yeah. talk about anything else.
6: And I'm Mrs. Colombo. Mrs. Colombo.
2: And Mrs. Colombo. <laughs> That's right. But yeah,
6: everything movie. else is off limits. <laughs> uh, in this movie, Kate Mulgrew at, plays the villain, basically. Uh, she plays a really kind of nasty, arrogant character. Uh, Just like on Voyager. <laughs> no, she convinces <laughs> coffee
0: in that nebula. <laughs>
6: It's not a it's not a huge role, but it's a it's a a, a crucially important role in in the movie. And she, uh, I, I thought she she makes a good impression. She, she plays the role well. Um, but overall, just a, a movie I've always enjoyed. Just a fun, oddly sweet, mm-hmm. dark little comedy. Mm-hmm. From it's
2: interesting because you mentioned that this was a really big movie that time has forgotten, and there are a couple of those Danny DeVito movies. His first movie, The Money Pit. Uh, was yeah. also the same thing. It was really big at the time. Tom Hanks, and no one talks about it. And then probably the biggest of all of them was Ruthless People. Yeah, which was yeah. huge. Yeah, no one talks about that yeah.
6: movie now. Well, uh, and he also did Hoffa, which was written by. Yeah, but uh, nobody talked about that then. Uh, yeah, that's but it true. was. A, but, it, but it was a. It was a big Oscar bait picture of its day. It was written. Would you by, say um, it was buried somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In pieces. <laughs> It was written by, what's his name? The playwright. Uh, yeah, David um, what's Mamet. His name? David Mamet. Yeah, the and, playwright. And who starred, was it Nicholson? Yeah, Nicholson. Oh,
2: it was Nicholson.
6: Nicholson yeah. Yeah. with, a, Nicholson with a goofy a,
2: nose. Has,
6: yeah, yeah. And and a weird nose. Yeah, So,
0: so about yeah. that. That's
6: so a throw, great throw, pick. Throw Not surprising, but, filmed, but a great filmed, pick. Filmed in Los Angeles, he can identify a lot of uh, locations, Griffith Park, Travel Town, a lot of other fun uh, 80s Los Angeles locations. I don't
2: think I've seen it since it came out. And I had never been to Los Angeles at the time. So now I have to watch it for that travel <laughs> wow. log alone. There you go. And I liked it back then. I I mean I remember seeing it in Manhattan and and just I yeah, thought it was oh, a, a good it's little fun. black comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. But <laughs> good. But good. Okay. Yeah. Didn't mind it. Thought it was fun. <laughs> diverting. Diverting. It's diverting. Indeed. Now I'm very anxious to hear. From Darren Docterman, because apparently he has one choice and one <laughs> choice only, one ping only. That's right. So uh, uh, we're going to find out what his pick for Tuesday is. Right after this message. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> my pick sort of jumped out uh,
0: at me, and it has not one, not two, not three, oh my not gosh. four but five Star uh, Trek uh, actors uh, in it wow. and, and one that has a Star Trek connection to it. So Woo-hoo. it's six in all in this one movie. And I'm going to tell wow. you what it is. Please. Uh, it's, uh, it's a classic. Uh, millions of, uh, of uh, uh, high schoolers see this every year uh, in, uh, uh, instead of reading the book. Um. It uh, is 1960... Of Mice and Men? No, 1962's To Kill a Mockingbird. Ladies and gentlemen, Gregory Peck.
7: The world never seems as fresh and wonderful, as comforting and terrifying, as good and evil, as it does when seen through the eyes of a child. For a writer to capture that feeling is remarkable. And perhaps that is why one book the last few years has been so warmly embraced by tens of millions of people to kill a mockingbird winner of the pulitzer prize and just about every other award a book can win and now happily to kill a mockingbird becomes a motion picture and its memorable characters come vividly alive that scout some people call her jean louise finch but she insists on scout and that's her brother jim just a boy, until the day he learns there is evil in the world. Attica! And Atticus Finch, the father, whose devotion to justice places him and his children in jeopardy. I've been appointed to defend Tom Robinson. Now that he's been charged, that's what I intend to do. You taking his tr- Excuse me, Mr. Ewell. What kind of man are you? You got children of your own! Atticus Jim says this watch is gonna belong go to him someday. That's right. What are you gonna give me? There's a pearl necklace. There's a ring that belonged to your mother. You want to tell us what really happened?
1: I got something to say! And if you ain't going to do nothing about it, then you're just a bunch of lousy, yellow, stinking cowards.
0: Oh. Now, I'm going to tell you the actors that are in this. Um, of course, it was uh, directed by Robert Mulligan. Uh, the writing credits uh, Horton Foote screenplay based on Harper Lee's uh, novel. Um and uh, in, in order of the uh, of, uh, 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 listing here, uh, Dill is played by an actor named John Mania, uh, who is one of the kids in the, uh, in the Only's uh, group in uh, Ding, Miri. That's one. <laughs> Next is Frank Overton. Ding. Who is uh, uh, Elias Sandoval in uh, uh, This Side of Paradise. Next, we have Brock Peters, Bing. who was uh, Admiral Cartwright in uh, a couple of the movies. And Darth Vader. And Darth Vader, yes. <laughs> uh, next, actually, that's more than one, two, three. three. Right, four, five. Yeah, no, it, there's five. You have
2: three choices left.
0: <laughs> uh, next is Paul Fix, <laughs> Bing, who played uh, uh, the doctor in uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Uh, and then we have William Wyndham, mm. Commodore Decker, Schmidlap. Oh, Decker, Schmidlap. <laughs> uh, Commodore Decker from uh, uh, the Doomsday Machine. And of co- of course we have Gregory Peck, who is the grandfather of the modern
2: Spock, Ethan Peck. It does. That sounds like a like a, um, a Broadway lyric, yes. you know. The grandfather of a modern Spock. <laughs> you know, it just sounds
0: like a major, major general. It's it's a like, th- uh, thoroughly modern Spock.
6: <laughs> uh, I, had, but, um, I had no idea that Gregory Peck was his grandfather. You yes, sir. didn't know that? I, no. Yeah. Uh, it's the most I'm interesting surprised. thing about him.
2: Oh, oh no. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it's really fascinating. He's apparently a lovely, lovely guy. He, he is. He is.
0: Yeah. Um, but he wants the ship to go now (laughs) uh good for him uh of course i think
2: that whole cast
0: apparently are just delightful people yeah 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 I'm, i'm certain of it uh but that doesn't make any uh any never mind to me uh the this film obviously is a classic and uh uh it has uh wonderful performances by uh by gregory peck and uh and the kids and of course uh You know, a uh, a very early appearance of Robert Duvall, who uh, oh yeah, who goes nothing to do with Star Trek, who goes full um, uh, uh, acting uh, in uh, in his role (laughs) acting. Full acting acting now. Not not going to quote uh, (laughs) <laughs> the uh, that movie. um but uh, it's uh, it's great the the performances are awesome. the story is awesome. it is a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, definitely a a tale of uh, of kindness and humanity and uh, and growing up in a simpler time and uh, trying to uh, figure out uh, where you're uh, where your alliances uh, lay and, uh, and
2: what kind of a person you want to be. You should have saved this for next week, books. We watched the movie instead in high school week. <laughs> Rape the wrath on Monday. still a very kill no, I, bird." I, I did. Wednesday is Nineteen eighty-four. My gosh. the Great
4: Gatsby twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll oh admit, I'm surprised this was not what I expected you to to pick. But I'll no. reveal my suspicions about the two of you on okay.
0: a Friday
3: um mm-hmm. yeah okay
0: look uh, if you haven't seen this film it has a uh, a wonderful score by elmer bernstein uh it is uh it is a classic in every sense of the word and uh, i'll just warn you it's in black and white
2: so that's mm-hmm. uh you know back in those stop. days stop, stop. this, it this was is a show it was where, where we tell people white. this if they can't watch a black and white movie they listen to the <laughs> wrong podcast We don't have to warn people black and white. What, what, they should be watching the, black and white movies all the, the time. It's
0: the stuff that films are made of. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> there you go.
2: So, uh, I, I, you
6: know, watch it. You'll be happy you did. Yeah. yeah. Just an absolutely wonderful film. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's an essential part of. And of it, any- it has one of the only uh, filmed uh, ham cosplays ever.
2: Ham Tyler? No oh <laughs> ham cosplay mm, ham. Yeah. okay well Scott has a
0: ham costume okay in the film
2: okay okay look it, a it, classic it, film absolutely a movie that's too good for this week it could be it could be that's but, a great i uh, just great couldn't choice. resist with all the star trek connections that, you know Amazing. okay maybe you guys can help me because i know nobody's gonna pick this movie there oh, was a boy. movie in the 60s that had a ton of Star Trek actors. The only reason I ever heard of it was Starlog used to always talk about it. Like Executive Suite or Executive... executive suite, yeah. Oh, and it had like James Gregory and like uh, a whole bunch of Star Trek actors in it. Not the Robert Wise film from the 50s. No. It was like Executive something or other or... i would never seen it. It's not ringing I don't a bell. know who was in it, but it was like a ton of Star Trek guest stars were in it. What what year was it? I don't know. It was like the late '60s or something. Maybe it was not executive. It was, but Starlog used to talk about it all the time. <laughs> Starlog would talk about it. Yeah. I, okay. Maybe somebody listening and can Starlog. help us out because I don't remember. I, I'm not. I'm forgetting. So uh, <laughs> he's forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you can help Forget. us out. Okay. Well, th- look. That's a great. Obviously, a great pick. And and we love. We all love Brock Peters here uh, from Deep Space Nine and, and Star Trek Frank over. <laughs> and 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 frank overton who wouldn't who wouldn't love frank overton um you know so okay layla colomi we, that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we all love layla colomi we do of course if we're doing you know phil the six degrees of charles charlie bronson week that's right and uh have jill ireland every 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 day yeah. um okay like charlie bronson <laughs> oh oh. <geez. laughs> Stop it the luminous Jill Ireland. Oh. Um, okay, so that brings us now. This is a very elegant week, classy week so far, right? And then we get to Wednesday, and it's Ashley. <laughs> will it stay classy? I don't know. Or will we go or on will the it toilet? Be?
4: Night of the <laughs> uh Yeah, man. So this is a very complicated case, or a lot of ins and outs. Um <laughs> you know I uh, I I thought long and hard about this one. In fact, the funny thing is I probably thought longer and harder about what you guys were going to pick. This sounds like a book report from a book you didn't so read. Far, by the way, I've been I've been completely totally wrong about Darren. Only <laughs> half wrong about. Wow. Steve. Interesting. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know which direction Mark Altman is going to go.
2: But if so I'm wrong
4: in all three cases, I were so wrong By the way. for Friday. I'm and letting um, you know right
2: now you are very wrong. I'm not. I'm <laughs> right. You don't know. Wait. Yes, you do. But you don't. Uh, anyway, um,
4: as I was, you know, trying to wrap my head around what the hell to pick for this week that would feel out of the box. But a movie that I dug like what? what was it what was that thing um and i realized that there is a movie it's actually as it turns out it is one of my most beloved movies of all time it's like Mm. it's easy like in my top it's not in my top 10 it's like somewhere in my in my top 20 uh Mm. it was a a movie that snuck up on me um, that oh, I remember looking like a- at the trailer and thinking that could be good or that could really suck. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to be into it because I didn't like that particular director's previous foray into uh, into genre films that were outside of a a uh, a, a certain box. And of course, we're talking the- about
2: Roger Vadim's Pretty Maids All in a Row. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's actually, you know what though.
6: <laughs> that would count
4: um, James
2: doing and Billy Campbell
4: <laughs> so there you go but not the outrageous Okana the other one. <laughs> right. yeah um by the that gives me another idea for Friday <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it anyway um I didn't have high hopes for this movie in fact I was offered um a, a ticket to the premiere and I passed it up hmm. I had no idea that if I had gone to that premiere, I would be going to the premiere of a, a, a movie that I I I love deeply. Um, it's uh, it, it, let's see how to how to how to approach it. Should I approach it through the actor, or just what the you know what I'll approach it through the actor. So the actor in question makes this a little bit more out of the box because I didn't select I didn't pick a movie. That an, an actor that uh, we you know we would kind of consider like our very favorite been part of our very favorite uh, Star Trek shows. In fact, it's a uh, it's a Star Trek show. I'm I'm not a huge fan of, but I happen to love this actor, and he's done some incredibly brilliant uh, costume and mocap work. Um, Doug Jones, who plays Saru in Discovery. Is absolutely fantastic as Abe Sapien in Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy.
1: Watch your hands and elbows. Pardon? Welcome to the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. There are things that go bump in the night, Agent Myers. And we are the ones who bump back. Hellboy. Well, come on in. Meet the rest of the family. Abraham Sapien. Less human. It's a beautiful name. Don't worry, Boy Scout. She'll take care of you. These freaks, they give me the creeps. Really? Every time the media gets a look at him, they come running to me. I'm running out of life.
7: If there's trouble, all us freaks have is each other. What the hell is that? Something big.
1: In the absence of light... Darkness prevails. Sixty years ago, I tried to destroy the world. They're back. Oh my god. Behind this door. Ancient evil. Oh well. Let me go in and say hi.
7: Going to be okay. How big can it be? <laughs> In
4: 2004. Now, uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, David Hyde Pierce did an uncredited uh, voiceover of that role. Um, but even David Hyde Pierce was so offended by the reason for it that he refused to take credit or do press for the film. Uh, because he was so impressed with what Doug Jones managed to do physically, uh, with his performance as this character. Uh Hellboy is based on a comic book by Mike mignola Uh The Premise is and Ron Perlman plays the uh, the lead character. Hellboy also in Star Trek. That's right. Is, he, shit, was Star Trek right. Nemesis. he is. He is nemesis? in nemesis. Put it out of your mind, you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one. Oh my god, we I mean got twofer. Okay. What? Uh John Perlman plays Hellboy. Hellboy is a uh, a demon who is summoned. He's got a red right hand. It's basically a hammer. Uh he in the middle of World War II uh by you know by Hitler's obsession with the occult uh and he ends up getting adopted by uh by a, a character played by John Hurt. Um, who is a scientist and an occult expert who is battling the Nazis? Um, he raises him as his own son. He brings him into an organization uh, called the the uh, the BPRD, who specialize in these things, and they fight this secret underground war against occult threats uh, for decades following. Um, and uh, the original Hellboy, the 2004 Hellboy, is about the reemergence of uh, of of those forces. Um, that they originally faced back during uh back during World War II and preventing them from calling forth a uh, a beast from the outer darkness and and bringing on the apocalypse as you do um but it's it's super fun uh, Guillermo del Toro directs it I I didn't have high hopes not because of um uh you know his uh his his earlier films like Kronos, you know, or Devil's Backbone, which are quite great, but because I thought Blade 2* sucked hard, like hard. Um, And I just didn't think that That Del Toro had a film (laughs) like this in him. Um, But I I love Hellboy. It's like it's the the tone is just wonderful. It's got a great score by Marco Beltrami. Um, It's quite funny. The action is great. Um, The monsters are great. Um, it's, you know, it's got a kind of a lovely, you know, little character story in the heart of it. Essentially Hellboy is, he's a teenager. He's a surly teenager trapped in the body of Ron Perlman playing a demon from, from hell. Um, and it's about him working out like his own stunted development, uh, his difficult relationship with his father, whom he loves. Uh, his difficult relationship with his girlfriend played by Selma Blair, uh, his difficult relationship with pretty much everyone except Abe Sapien back to Doug Jones, um, who is a uh, who is basically a creature from the Black Lagoon who was found like back in the in the 1800s in the 1860s um, and has obviously been around for for quite a long time. And he loves to eat eggs just like Grogu. Um, anyway, I, I I can't recommend this movie highly enough. I was not a huge fan of Hellboy Two: uh, The Golden Army. I mean, there are things about it that I certainly admire, um, but I don't know that it 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 was a satisfying experience for me as the original Hellboy. Um, and you can just completely forget the Neil Marshall atrocity that was released a couple of years ago because it is awful. It is like what if an ass had an ass? It's like that much ass. Oh. So there you go. That's my review of, of like Hellboy twenty nineteen.
6: Wow, <laughs> wow. There we go. unexpected. Yeah, unexpected. I, you know I kind of avoided this movie also for probably the same reason because I wasn't a particular fan of. I didn't really like Kronos or Mimic or Blade Two. I did really like The Devil's Backbone. I think uh, Mark too. and I saw that at Telluride. Yeah, uh, we did. We loved was it. Terrific. Um, but yeah, it was a few years before I got around to Hellboy and I enjoyed it. very entertaining. I'd never read the comic though. So it was, uh, you know, I had no, uh, preconceptions coming into it.
4: Mignola has this amazing art style that the movie really captured. And I think that's just, uh, you know, a testament to del Toro as a, as a director. He has just such a very, he's very specific. He's very almost, I don't want to say he's artisanal, but he kind of is like when, especially when it comes to his visuals. Um, he has a, a very particular thing in mind, and he really, I think, wanted to capture what the feel of those comic books were.
2: Well, first, I, 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 I liked it too. <laughs> I want to congratulate. <laughs> I want to create congratulate Ashley on not picking like zombies of the stratosphere. You know, I, I, oh. I, you know, and, and Hellboy is almost like straight down the middle on this week. Mm-hmm. You know, and Doug Jones is just a a, a terrific a talented actor big you know obviously staple of genre films and uh I, I mean in a way i'm surprised to see him show up on this week because i don't really think of him as a star trek actor but um it's uh it's a great choice because obviously uh guillermo's hellboy is certainly the best of, of that franchise um, yep. And it was,
4: by the way, interesting at a time voice. when people didn't, it wasn't like, it's a superhero movie, it's a comic book movie, at a time that people were like, eh, maybe, mm. you know, superheroes and comic books yeah. are a giant risk, and now we can't freaking get away
2: from them. No, Sorry. this whole week yeah. is surprising. I mean, we started with a Kate Mulgrew picture, you know, which is not, you know, was I again. I was like, you saw these legendary figures in the Star Trek franchise. It's like she's not the first person that comes to mind to me. And then you know, Brock Peters, etc. Uh, uh, on Tuesday, <laughs> again, you know, uh, and and then Doug Jones. It's like I'm like, you know, where are the big guns? Where are the big guns? You know, where's the facial of the body snatchers and Leonard Nimoy? You know, it's like where's Patrick in Excalibur? Why don't you name White all of us?
4: What, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, okay. So there you go. Where's D.
2: Kelly in Gunfight, <laughs> and Gunfight at OK Corral? It's like, come on. And neither
4: so, of the
0: Lupus. So we I, wanted, mean, to, I we wanted to stay away no, from no, no, the Lupus. Holy
2: Trinity. No, OK, OK. We want to stay away from the Holy Trinity. So, you know, my pick would be Mariana Hill and Outlaw Josie Wales. That's not so, a bad pick. I love it. And it could be my pick. On any other, had you guys gone a little higher, I could go low. When you <laughs> go high, I go low. But now you're going low and I'm going to go high. Mm. Not really. But last last okay, last year we lost a wonderful actress, Nichelle Nichols. Yep. and you know Nichelle, um, obviously we heard a lot. You know she wishes she had more to do on the show. We all wish she had more to do on the show. You know you you know she was she was great with what she got to do. She was a valuable part of the Star Trek ensemble. Uh, she will forever be known as Uh Ohura. Uh, um, or as Shatner, says, so. as Shatner says, as Shatner says, the actress who plays Uhura. So, um, so I think in honor of this wonderful actress, who we never really got a sense of her range, but we do in the 1974 black exploitation classic, Truck Turner
1: your mama's big brother is coming and he's coming on strong Isaac Hayes the big brother of soul is making a new kind of music and it's mean jive.
7: all right on
3: move.
7: smooth anybody ask you what happened tell him you've been hit by a truck Matt Truck Turner <laughs> When
1: he's hottest, he's the coolest.
7: Hey. Could have brought me some flowers. I got some beer.
1: When he's baddest... What do you want for breakfast? He's the best. What do you think? Every gun brother and sister is out to make the big hit.
7: I want that... Truck Turner, and I want him dead.
1: But he's out to get before he's got. Isaac Hayes as a skip tracer, a modern-day bounty hunter, making a healthy living by making living unhealthy for cats who skip bail. Gentlemen, this is my family. These all prime cut $238,000 worth of dynamite is Fort Knox in pennies. That's Taffy. <laughs> her clients call her Colonel Sanders because she's finger licking good. The man who kills him gets my broads. Truck, they're going to kill you.
7: They will have to do just that because they owe me. I want to collect.
1: When he gets it on... The action takes off. Isaac Hayes, the magic name of music, winner of the Academy Award for his music in Shaft and scoring again in this one. Truck Turner from American International Pictures.
2: Yep, in which she plays a, a pimp named uh, a madam named Dorinda, who uh, puts out a, a contract after, uh, so to speak, uh, on a con- Yeah, yeah, puts <laughs> out a contract on uh, Isaac Hayes, Truck Turner, and to say that this is dialogue that she would never say in star trek would be the understatement of the year let me let me just share with you <laughs> some of what i can i can say on this all ages podcast <laughs> now all you whores sit down i want to talk to you anybody thinking about leaving here is going to find my left square my left foot square up your ass do you understand that shut up you junky whore i'm talking to you and all those two <laughs> bitches that left they i can't even say the rest of this and uh <laughs> Oh my God! What do you? What the hell do you think I'm running here? A chicken coop, gentlemen. This is my family. These are all prime cuts. Two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars worth of dynamite. It's Fort Knox and panties. Candy did seventeen thousand dollars last year. This is all Michelle Nichols. Well, it's, it's interesting,
0: interesting that it's all harder. it's all dialogue that they cut out from uh, the Gamesters of Triskelion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: well, this is what the Klingons were saying in Star Trek Six. <laughs> um, but I got it. all kidding aside. She's so goodness, A, you know. Um, Isaac Hayes is not particularly good. He got hired on the back of obviously doing the the theme for Shaft. He was a big, you know, he he did the title song for this, and you know he wanted to have a career as an actor. You know, he has charisma, but acting chops not so much. But Yaphet Kodo plays one of the gang bosses, and he of course is great because he's 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 great and everything. The interesting thing about this movie is it's directed by Jonathan Kaplan, the same Jonathan Kaplan who would later go on and do The Accused with Jodie Foster and have a have a, have an interesting career. Originally he was supposed to direct it with Robert Mitchum Mm. And Isaac Hayes is not exactly Robert right Mitchum type. Uh, <laughs> I and mean, it's funny when Mitchum dropped out, James Coburn was up to do it for a little bit. Wow! But then when the whole black exploitation craze went came in, they said, "Okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna do this," and they ended up doing it with Isaac Hayes. And it's just a hoot. I mean, there's some great action, there's great music, um, and it's just a delight to watch Nichelle just let loose and the expletives are flying fast and furious <laughs> and it's as far away from O'Hora as you could possibly imagine and <laughs> it's just it's a it's so much fun and you know people who don't know her career outside because you're unlike um you know somebody like bill or leonard um even george who went off and did a lot of other stuff you know sheldon do a ton of things you know and d and had a big career before mccoy Right. But um, but this is really, to me, like one of the highlights of it. And Gene didn't even write it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but really, really super fun. And uh, really, uh, I think um, for people who who like this kind of, you know, cool, fun exploitation movies and like their Michelle Nichols, they won't be disappointed with Truck Turner. I kind (laughs) of I kind of knew that you were going to pick this one. Did you?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You, you've, you, you've talked about it uh, uh, vociferously before. You didn't think I was going to pick Robert Beltran and Eating Raul? Uh, probably <laughs> not.
2: <laughs> no. Okay.
4: Well, <laughs> you surprised okay. me too. So I was I was 0 for 3. I know
2: what you all thought I was going to pick Bill Shatner in his greatest screen role outside of Star Trek himself. <laughs> As, Bill. <laughs> As Bill. As Bill. In the beloved cult classic, Free Enterprise. Or, this, you know, know White Comanche. Kind of but you know, I couldn't. I couldn't pick my own movie. That would be tacky. Yeah. You know, it's well, like I can't say. Well, my pick is Free Enterprise because it's really well written and uh, it's just super fun. And we ought to have know, a week like, of picking our own movies. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right, exactly.
0: That was, we uh, Monday that. is
4: the Clone Wars.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you guys what I thought you were each going to pick. Like, yeah, I was, Almost metaphysically certain. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know these picks. And I don't know. I've never been more wrong. So, Steve, I got you half right. I got the Kate Mulgrew half. Wow. Really? I thought you were going to go for Remo Williams, The Adventure Continues. Oh. Uh, Ooh, yeah. interesting.
2: That's more an Ashley pick, though.
4: I, right? do, In-
6: I, I do enjoy that film. I, that, I, that didn't even make my list, but uh, I, I like that movie. I, I watch it every couple of years. It's fun.
4: And I, I thought, you know, Derek, because I was listening to uh, one of our uh, previous podcasts, and uh, we were talking about... Amadeus. And oh, I thought, F. Murray Abraham. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you're going to rock me, Amadeus. Mark, I thought you were a shoe in for picking the searchers with Captain Pike himself.
2: Yeah. I that's know. True. Mm-hmm. I know. Can no. I tell you something? I didn't even think about the searchers. Right. And, and that, you know, but I, it's funny. I g- agree more with you than with me. Like, I, <laughs> I think you're right. I think that it would be an obvious pick for me to pick the searchers with Jeffrey Hunter. certainly more obvious than me picking the greatest story ever told but um which we all know is the original star trek but um i I, you're you're totally right like the searchers should have been top my list and it's not even on my list i mean like dodgeball a true underdog story with shatner is higher than the searchers which is something really wrong about It's, it's just wrong
4: by the way you know what's weird is uh when i was saying earlier at the top of the podcast about shatner playing himself I did not even for a second think about Free Enterprise where he was literally playing himself, right? Like, I was just thinking, oh, like as a character, he was playing. Like the uh, it, it's, it's in fact, it almost makes me wish that I had picked Free Enterprise.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know why we couldn't pick Free Enterprise? Because what would happen is people would listen to the podcast and say, oh, my God, that sounds great. How can I watch it? And then yeah. and then I, we have to yeah. answer, well, you know, uh, the it's moment, not on a Blu-ray, and it's not out streaming, and well, we don't know what to tell you right now, and just maybe one day soon. Send me an email, I have a disc of it somewhere here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. You know, maybe if you come to one of these conventions we're at, I may happen to have an extra DVD lying around. <laughs> not um, the special it, edition, though no no it's <laughs> funny i was gonna ask i mean because i tried to stay away also i thought from stay small away. supporting cast like i was i literally was thinking oh do you do godfather 2 and Mariana hill yes and it was just absolutely like, you do
0: uh, you think and and you do uh true grit with kim
2: darby mm. uh, yeah yeah wow. you could do that <laughs> but you know you know who i really would love for, you know I, I mean and maybe it's not a friday pick but i love james gregory in beneath the planet of the apes as oh of course versus you know, why isn't it a Friday? Great Manchurian candidate as uh, Senator Island Also, why isn't then, that a Friday pick? Of course, be. it's a Friday pick. Absolutely.
4: Time after pick? time is the fire in which we burn.
2: That's right. <laughs> oh, time after time orange, with the David or, or Clockwork Orange. Mm. The Clockwork Orange. Oh my God, great pick. You know, wait, okay, wait, wait hold on, hold on one second. yeah oh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I literally <laughs> forgot about Generations. <laughs> I'm like. Nobody from Clockwork Orange who was in Star Trek (laughs) 2001,
0: a freaking space
2: odyssey. Oh yeah, well 2001, that's a great pick with Gary Lockwood. Yeah, you know what would
0: have been a terrible pick?
4: I didn't think about it, so it didn't become Wednesday. What? Search for Spock. (laughs) (laughs) Caligula. Um, Oh, that's right.
2: Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. We'll save that for NSFW week, right? Because uh, I think we're not doing NSFW.
4: But yeah, we're doing like movies not to watch with your mom week.
2: It has have one I, really. I, I we already know what movies we should watch with our mom. Unfortunately, <laughs> we lived it. Movies uh, not to watch with Mark's mom. We. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I we know Darren. Go ahead, Steve.
6: Because I, I, I came very close to to picking one of two movies starring uh, an actor who. Uh, I've become friendly with over the years, and is just a, a lovely Name man dropper. and a, and a great actor. Uh, yeah, I think we all know him, uh, the great Jeffrey Combs. Yes. Uh, so I came close to picking The Frighteners or yeah. uh, or The Reanimator because yeah, yeah, he's such a lovely man, and there's terrific performances, really fun movies. He is so good from have Beyond.
2: Pick Reanimator on the show? No, no, because sh- no. you we picked The not. Frighteners, Ashley, but we never yeah. picked Reanimator. Mm. That's interesting. No. We should think, think about think that about Jeff. one. So I, I think we re- should seriously think Rand. about that. Uh, uh, Hellraiser no. with Andy Robinson. That's true. Um, Hellraiser with Andy Robinson, although I think we picked Hellraiser once. Yeah.
6: And I came um, very close to picking a movie starring, it's a movie that I really love, but it's not, not an actor I love, it's, uh, and that's uh, Stand By Me uh, with oh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton yeah, which Will is, Wheaton. I, I, I love well, that Well, and movie. I guess you it's could terrific.
2: say Jerry O'Connell also, because he's in that Lower Decks. Oh, yeah. That's oh that's true. True. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah and i like jerry o'connell yeah. i i you know i've worked with him and I, I he's he's such a nice guy and a super talented actor um and i really you know he's he's he's, he's you know movies great. from star so, trek we don't watch
0: <laughs> <That's right.
2: laughs> well then doug, doug, doug jones
4: jerry now. o'connell was my first actor sighting when i came out to visit um la like for oh, the very first time i came to visit zach we were on sunset like to go see our agent then. And we saw Jerry O'Connell, but he, I remember thinking he looks like he's on, you know, day five of a three day bender, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just, Oh, wait, isn't that Jerry? Isn't that the guy from Sliders?
2: Yep. <laughs> well, wow. I, I would definitely, uh, I'm a big John Sturgis fan, as you know. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention DeForest Kelly in Gunfight at OK Corral, sure. which of course uh, inspired the classic Star Trek episode, <laughs> Spectre <laughs> of the Gub. Spectre <laughs> um, <After> <laughs> well, of the Gump.
0: Well, of course, the wonderful Terry Farrell in Back to School. And
6: Hellraiser oh, 3. You know, Gary, and my, Terry Farrell is in back to school. Yes, she's yes, the girlfriend. She's the I girlfriend. Didn't in the that. in the blue uh, well, you bathing would suit. if you Didn't miss
2: staff meetings because we talk about it all the time. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah, she was in back to school and, and she has great Rodney stories. Some oh. of which she will tell publicly, others she won't. <laughs> back to I think Back to School has to be certainly in contention for Friday. Definitely. The movie we love. It's never been on the show. Um, I'll tell you another movie I think should be, but you know, it has been on the show before. But Leonard Nimoy playing a logical, unemotional pod person in <laughs> Phil Kaufman's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, a very strong sensational contender. film. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been, but it's been many years since we've had it on the show, and it's great.
8: They come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt. And they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep, sleep, sleep. From deep space. Sleep. Sleep. The seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows. Matthew! Matthew! Matthew, Matthew. others elizabeth wake up get you when you sleep sit up invasion of the body snatchers it's got no detail no character it's unformed
7: all of a sudden they're growing like parasites is it contagious people are being duplicated how do you know my name i didn't tell you my
3: name i can't find anything in here that looks like a body my side's nose bleed
7: it
5: looked right at me
8: you're looking at it as if it was human it was not human (laughs) Now, the classic fear begins to grow. We're
5: being cornered.
8: In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're
1: barricading the street.
8: Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down. Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted, terror grows.
4: And then, of course, Patrick Stewart in nearly all, not quite all, but nearly all the X-Men movies, um, you know, and, and also, by the way, pretty fantastic in, I mean, he's Logan. But in Logan, Logan, exactly. It's like, he manages to do a thing that very few actors manage to do. He created an iconic character in two different franchises. Mm
2: -hmm. um, Mm -hmm.
4: Which, you know, you don't get a lot of. And again, like in Logan, he was just awesome.
2: But I would actually... really great in Logan. I would
0: actually pick Patrick Stewart in L.A. Story. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: but you (laughs) picked L.A. Story before. Yeah, I did. But, you know, (laughs) sue me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Well you could like pick uh, Harden, you but. could
6: pick uh, L.A. Confidential with uh, James Cromwell. That's true. Or Zephyr yeah.
0: Cochrane. Or or Revenge of the Nerds with James Cromwell. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or you see? could pick uh, Midway with Glenn
2: Corbett. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Which one? Wow. <laughs> wow. Midway with Midway Glenn, with Glenn oh, Corbett. <laughs> Since you're all Oof. hung up on Zefram Cochran movies, <laughs> we're we're not actually.
6: well then there's the the, the Tom Hardy route where you've got your Mad Max Fury Road or Inception but here's what I think that is completely legitimate
7: right
2: but I I, you know we're doing six degrees of Star Trek and we don't have the great Star Trek actors we're going with a lot of the second tier people like for Friday let's find a movie, movie guest stars let's find a Bill or a Patrick or a Leonard let's finish with a strong Star Trek Person, let's life not force. go with like some third-rate tier seven dwarf somewhere. Life, life force isn't a bad one. Ash, we've yeah. done life force on Friday before. The guilty pleasures, shit. But I wouldn't be nice right.
5: to do it again. <laughs>
2: uh,
4: you mentioned Excalibur before. Yeah, I mean, he's got kind of a. It's obviously not a gigantic role in Excalibur. Excalibur, right
2: <laughs> but he Excalibur. has the greatest speech in it yeah. when he's fighting against. Nigel's King Arthur. Yeah. And then King Arthur um uh, spares his life, right? Right yeah. with the Excalibur, right? At the end. And then he says, man, who would dare do I? you know, he does this whole thing where he accepts him as his king because he's fighting against Arthur. And then he has that great thing where he kneels down and he, he accepts him. Because I think, isn't it that scene? Where he's gonna, he says, "You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're this great knight, and I'm nobody." And he, he 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 kneels before him and gives him like the sword, right? And then Patrick does his complete 180, yeah, you know, and then accepts him as the king. And he I haven't the- seen it in a while, but I'm I remember this this great right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's right, and doing it all, with the two hands and he knights him and any man who would I forget the whole scene, but it's yeah. great. And wasn't he also in uh, in Lady Jane? I don't remember. That was no. a Helena bottom card. I think oh that was God, the that ghost made. from uh, Sub Rosa. <laughs> yeah. Duncan Rieger. He was a V. Duncan Rieger. <laughs> um,
0: well, there's another one, um, uh, Gates McFadden in The Hunt for Red
6: October. Oh, yes, of course. In <laughs> yeah, one, all one three scene. minutes she was in. <laughs> <it>. One scene <laughs> with a, with <laughs> a state oh. British accent. <laughs> <laughs> <is he> only? <laughs> it's funny, it sort Ashley. of goes
0: goes back and forth from American accent to British accent. It's really quite fun to
6: watch. <laughs> Very Fisher-esque performance. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> that's that's good.
2: And of course, you know, uh, there's the Plummer family, Amanda Plummer and Pulp right? Fiction, mm-hmm. after having recently finished her work on um, season three of Picard. Well, and uh, Christopher Plummer, of the course. The sound and- of
0: music, for crying out loud. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. <laughs> yeah.
2: The sound of Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> well, oh, you know what? Um, time After Time has two actors.
2: It has Malcolm yeah, McDowell. It yeah. has Malcolm in the middle uh, and David Warner. did I say the... that? But, yeah, yeah but you only David, talked
0: about Malcolm. Uh, you're right.
2: David Warner, too. Yeah. Oh, we yes. picked Time After Time, but that would not be a bad pick. I don't think it's a bad pick after all. Yeah, and of course, right. Nick Meyer directed hey, it. was another Star Trek. That's character. right,
0: another Star Trek
2: connection. Oh, Nick Meyer, just like the Rainbow Connection, but not except. But it's I guess different. that the Rainbow Connection is when the Enterprise goes to warp. Yeah, right. Some but <laughs> but
0: only in motion picture.
2: Yes, only in the motion picture.
0: Although but, there is um, rainbows in the red other movies, but they're not as good. They're not as rainbowy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget to Ghost, uh, co-starring Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. No, or uh, true. Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers with uh, Arl Urban, Dr. McCoy. That's oh, true. Yeah. Oh, that,
2: we're not, yeah. not and, over and my dead body. We put somebody from the Kelvin <laughs> <laughs> universe in Star
6: Trek. Week? Supremacy? No, JJ. Um, oh, man, hell no and, peace hell, in uh, our time. Hell or High Water, which I believe Ashley picked before uh, with right. Chris Pine, but also yep. a, a JJ. Uh, right. Uh, we're packing. doing
2: real Star Trek on this oh. show
6: and well, and of course you know we picked it or it's been picked before on the show independence day with yep. yeah, Brent Spiner Brent Spiner yeah.
2: yep absolutely a movie we all love.
6: and Jeff Goldblum
2: who should have played Spock in the in new
0: movie
7: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh
2: my god <laughs> well look i think we 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 have a couple of great picks time after time one of them invasion of the body snatchers yeah. is another and then we also had um Excalibur Ex, Excalibur yeah. right or, so there's a, or Shatner and Judgment of Nuremberg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a big role, it's not a showy role, or but it's a great movie. Shatner and the Devil's Stanley Rain. <laughs> Look, there's so many it movies, uh, Bill Shatner movies, like Bloody Mama and all this stuff. Or throw Bloody Mama from a train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I'm i kind of leaning toward uh, time after time myself, because it has a triumvirate in there. Mm. Mm, what do you guys think Ashley
4: um I love the time after time pick I am uh, I am also intrigued by the invasion of the body snatchers pick because it it's a learn learn. Boy. So it has it's also- I gotta
2: tell you I'm leaning towards uh I'm I'm leaning towards uh body snatchers because i I, I feel like we need to ground it it's like you know how you need to ground electricity like we need to ground it with a major Star Trek actor. Like, and Leonard is so great in that movie. And it's Phil Kaufman who had a brief association well, with him. that's Star Trek.
6: true. Yeah. That's and, true.
2: yeah. Uh, and he's playing this Spock like role, but he's not Spock. And it's just a great, it's one of the great sci fi movies it's of all time. It's a movie
6: that, that,
0: yeah, that needs to be seen more. And at that time, he was not Spock.
2: And yes. he wrote a
0: book.
2: Right. He <laughs> uh, and I love time after time, but I think we will have a chance to begin. Plus, the oh, old time versus, time
4: versus combata. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Megaforce will you're not C- wrong or Night That's great. Um, oh. But I think the thing about Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you know, which is good, is it gives us one of the big three, you know, yeah. um, or you know, the or you know, one of the big Star Trek actors, you know, same way we could pick Patrick and Excalibur or something rather than going with like. Um, Malcolm McDowell and David Warner, who, you know, well, they were admittedly... Guests, they were
6: guest guest villains in a movie yeah. versus somebody who's, you know, played a role... Oh, David Warner was here. You know, he and Shatner does all these yeah. great
2: cameos and dodgeball and Miss Congeniality, but I don't think that's a Friday pick. Yeah, no. You know, and Showtime, you know, with Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro, but all the, they're fun little little... Uh, bit parts, you know, yeah. Airplane 2. I mean, these are all goofy, kind of, like he, he's great in them, but they're not, they don't, they shouldn't be Friday.
0: Well, and Leslie Nielsen, who was the
2: first captain of uh, the Starfleet in uh, Forbidden Planet. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I mean, I would, I think The Searchers was also a great pick uh, yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. uh, actually picked for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we were in an entirely different week, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, and then you know we we briefly talked about Pretty Maids All in a Row, which uh, Gene Roddenberry wrote and produced, which featured James Doohan and William Campbell, which yeah. is an awful movie, but on and it didn't Glenn necessarily feature top them. ten <laughs> films of all time list. And I think that could have easily made our guilty pleasures, except I don't know how much of a pleasure it is. It's not a pleasure. It's yeah, it, we'll a find a week aura. for it. It's not good. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not
2: good. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll find a week for it, but not. Uh, not on my ship, mister. Um <laughs> let's let's uh let's go
0: with um, uh the uh invasion of the body stuff. Yeah, I mean that Steve? was
6: that was my 10th birthday movie, um mainly because Ooh, wow. Leonard Nimoy was in it. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah.
2: Well, in that That's case, we have to pick it. And and <laughs> it was funny because you were walking down a train track and you came across a dead body but you had to keep going because there was Oh my god. Had to make <laughs> make the screening. Um <laughs> And the lovely, luminous Brooke Adams is in it, who we all uh, uh, love in that. Um, Yeah, it was Brooke Adams. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, just uh, Veronica Cartwright from Alien. And, of course, Donald Sutherland is fantastic in that movie. Um, It's just so good. Big shout out to Donald Sutherland. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say, if you have not watched the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978... Yeah. Yeah, the, the first, first remake, remake right? Because it was the original, obviously with Kevin McCarthy, which is also terrific. Mm-hmm. Invaders of Body Snatchers, which is uh from seventy-eight, which is um amazing. And then it was remade by Abel Ferrara, and it was almost my pit for guilty pleasures, by the way, mm. FYI last week. Um, the um the nineties version, Abel Ferrara, which is really not very good, but I sort of enjoy it anyway. Um, but the 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 one we're talking about, the Phil Kaufman is just sensational yeah yep. so okay well we agreed yeah yes so let, so it, let be it be written, written. Ah. so let it be done it <laughs> now lives amongst the stars <laughs> well, what, what are those lyrics again daring to the i'm not singing the song <laughs> come no. on i, char- I charge more week. to sing the song oh jeez. <laughs> okay you gotta fine. double my rate well, gentlemen, <laughs> can you remind me what we'll be watching on this very special Six Degrees of Star Trek? It is special, of course, because it's a crossover episode between the Four Thirty Movie and Inglorious Um, And uh, what was your favorite crossover? You never told me back in the day on TV when two shows you liked oh, Simon
4: and Simon and Magnum PI.
2: Ah, wow, good choice. Oh, what about you,
4: Steve? Boy.
6: Favorite crossover episode oh. for Saturday night? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah I uh, I don't know. Um Mark and Mindy. No. Chips and well, Chips. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah when when Mork was on uh, Happy Days, I mean that was more of a introducing the character to spin off. That was a, a, that was a into premiere a show, not really a, a crossover, yes. yeah. What
2: about you, uh uh Darren? I have to say, uh, when the Green Hornet showed up on Batman. Oh. There low line fruit. That was an easy one. I totally agree with you. That was the best. (laughs) And it was also called A Piece of the Action. That's right. So great. And it had Roger it. That's correct. Another connection. (laughs) What a perfect way to end this week. So if you've watched all the movies, we encourage you on the weekend to watch the Great Green Hornet crossover with Batman, which is a terrific episode.
6: Continue with our selections.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, So on Monday, Steve Melching.
6: On Monday, the night was moist. Uh, Kate Mulgrew uh, stars in Throw Mama from the Train with uh, Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal. On Tuesday, 1962's Black and White Opus,
2: It's a Sin to Kill a Mockingbird. (laughs) Uh, Ashley Miller on Wednesday, what are we watching?
4: On Wednesday,
2: Ron Perlman
4: plays a 65-year-old teenager whose hand is very large. In Guillermo
2: del Toro's Hellboy. On Thursday, Nichelle Nichols keeps on trucking with Truck Turner. And on Friday, I don't know what happened to Back to School. We were so close to Back to School. We <laughs> were and so close. Fell off, the, fell off the map. But Friday, it's Leonard Nimoy, an in invasion of the body snatchers. That's a hell of a week. It is. That's a great week. I love it. Great movies well, and uh, and some other great movies. Yeah. I am sure our, our our listeners will also have the, a, a fair amount of their own picks, which you can share on Twitter at 430Movie Podcast, Facebook at 430Movie, or on Instagram at the 430Movie. Uh so uh and for our Inglorious Trexperts listeners, you can visit us in Glorious Trek on Twitter, Inglorious Trexperts and Instagram, and Glorious Trexperts on Facebook. A lot of ways to reach out. And if uh, you're old fashioned, you want to use emails, you can email us at Trexpertsplus at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, uh, if you like the show, please rate us five stars uh, on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or wherever you get your uh,
0: podcasts.
2: We want to thank Mark Rivera for making us sound so good. And, uh, of course, uh, Peter Holmstrom for his help on this. And uh, uh, a, big, a big thank you to everyone for joining us this week for another exciting episode of The 430 Movie. And on behalf of Stephen Melching... Ashley Obermiller, Darren Doctorman, and myself, Mark A. Altman. Save us the aisle seat. And until next week, Eyewitness News starts now. But not with Tucker Carlson or Don Lemon. (laughs)